There are certain skills, critical skills, that you need, that we all need, not only to get ahead in our lives, but also to ensure a successful path forward for our children and for the survival of our constitutional republic. You're listening to All About Skills, where we discuss the eight critical skills you need to succeed and how CEOs, placement directors, executive recruiters, and career-minded individuals utilize them to propel themselves to a higher level of understanding and achievement. Get ready to learn, master, and excel with your host, Charlie Jett. Hey, thank you, Anne, and welcome to It's All About Skills. This is a series of programs where we discuss the critical skills and their application in the real world. My name is Charlie Jett, and we're coming to you from our studio in beautiful downtown Chicago. I'm an internationally certified coach, and I specialize in career management, skill development, and career crises. And we have a wonderful guest today, and she's a coach, an energetic and dynamic success coach. Heather Vickery shares her strategies to help her clients move their personal lives and businesses so they can create and support lives that they absolutely love. In just a few minutes after meeting her, you will know that she cares about improving your quality of life both business and personal. She has her own podcast. It's called The Brave Files, and she'll tell you a little bit about that later on. But it's all about stories from people who live courageously, people who are working to transform doubt and worry into fuel that propels them toward their dreams and gets them through the tough times. So welcome, Heather, to It's All About Skills. It's an absolute delight to have you as our guest. Charlie, I'm so excited to be here. I can't think of a more wonderful way than to spend an afternoon with you. Oh, I love it. And so to start <laughs> us out, so start us out, let's, why don't you tell us how you discovered your passion as a coach and as um, a motivational speaker? How did that all happen anyway? Yeah, um, a little bit by accident. Isn't it funny how that happens in our lives? I always say that coaching found me. I didn't find it. I've been an entrepreneur almost all of my adult life. Uh, I'm 46 and almost right out of college, I learned very quickly that while I worked well with people, I didn't work well for people and I didn't want to work for people. And I'm the daughter of, of entrepreneurs. So it came very honestly. Oh. And, and I created what was one of Chicago's truly top luxury premier wedding and event planning firms. And we were very successful. But at the time, wedding and event planning. Yeah. That's what I used to do. I had a really great business and, um, and it was fun and exciting and also a total giant pain in the ass. And I've never been more glad to have been out of that industry than during the pandemic when I watched my friends really struggle um, and, and also flourish and get creative. Different story. But um, I knew there was something more. And, and interestingly enough, in my personal life, I was building a thriving business and I was breaking very slowly uh, going further and further into a self-made shell um, in, in denial of what I wanted for my life and who I wanted to be and who I actually was. And all of it sort of came to a head when, um, and, and I think you're ready for this, Charlie, I don't know if your audience is or not, but when I realized that I was married to the wrong gender. I, I understand. And um, at that point, I thought, what do, 
who am I? Like, what do I want? What do I want to give the world? What do I have to give the world? Where's my value? What lights me up? And I realized at that moment, so all of these transitions and all of these transformations were happening for me at the same time that I was already coaching, that people saw me as a coach. They were coming to me at networking events, emailing, texting, calling. I want to try this. I want to change this. I want to do this. I think you can help. Will you talk to me? I think you can help. And prior to working with my own coach, who I just absolutely adore, I sort of thought of coaches as sort of slimy used car salesman kind of thing. And I, and I didn't want to be associated with that. And so I really fought it until I realized that I got to decide what kind of coach I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. I got to decide how I moved through the world and how I helped people. And, um, and I was going to cast off that label and my own coach is just an amazing human who changed my life completely. And so I kind of say that I burned it all to the ground. I, I moved forward with the divorce. Uh, I closed one business and started doing a lot of public speaking and writing and began my own coaching business, which has grown and grown and grown. So you ask such a simple question. And for me, it's a really complicated answer, but you know, coaching found me and I needed to just learn to be present and willing and open to what the universe was presenting to me. Right. It sounds like it was a real challenge for you and you really met that challenge. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've never met it. I've never uh, seen a challenge that I'm not, not willing to meet quite frankly. Oh. I, I like challenge. <laughs> oh, I can believe that. And I, you know, from, from what I know, from having known you for a while, you are an energetic dynamo. Oh, thank you. And you know, what kind of skills did you have to learn to arrive at where you are today? I mean, what were the kind of skills that really, really propelled you to the success that you are? Yeah. Interestingly enough, a lot of the skills that I use as a coach, I also used as an event planner. Um, great communication skills really a good organization. And I don't mean to scare people off with that. There are lots of ways to be well-organized. Uh, systems are awesome, but there are a lot of them for a reason because we need to find the ones that work for us and they're not, they're not all interchangeable. Uh, and so I had great entrepreneurial skills that I was able to bring in. I use what I call the Brave Method. It's, it's my coaching platform and method that I've created. And it stands for uh, boundaries, reassessment, reframing, resilience, action, accountability, vulnerability, and expand and empower. And by uh, those are the skills to answer that question. Those are the skills that I used to create this new business, to make this transformation. And then about a year later, I thought, oh, I have a whole system here. I have a whole platform here. And I began to really speak and coach and train and write from the perspective of the brave method, which works in every element of our lives, personally and professionally, to make that brave choice to be present and honest and aware in our lives and our business. We don't want to be blindsided. We want to drive. We want to drive the bus. We do not want to be passengers in our lives and in our businesses. And when you implement the brave method, which is what I did, and that's why I can so confidently teach it. Um, there are you you there are no surprises there there are opportunities but there are no surprises because you are reassessing you are reframing you're not failing you're learning you're setting boundaries you're asking for what you want 
you're choosing to be creative. I have a tattoo on the inside of my arm that says be here now. And you're doing that. You're growing from a place that's good instead of constantly seeking to create something because where you are is bad. That's fantastic. And so what do you, what do you mean by the brave method? Yeah. So well, tell me that, about that. That's um, literally, that's how that's my coaching platform is the brave. So everything I do is brave. Your guests heard you say, I have the brave files podcast. Uh, I have the intentionally brave entrepreneurs coaching program. I have the brave on purpose collective, which is a free Facebook collective for people who are ready to step out of fear and into bravery and in their life and business. And brave is really important to me because I had this moment when I referenced earlier, you know, realizing that I was married to the wrong gender. And, and I tried to hide that for years. I tried to live what I quote unquote was supposed to live for a long time. And I just got smaller and smaller and everything I did was fear-based, which thing would be less scary or less terrifying. And let me do that thing. And then I had this moment this morning I was having breakfast. I have four beautiful daughters and they were very little still at the time. And I, and I was so miserable, Charlie, everything I did was, was to hide or to avoid conflict or, you know, it was just terrible. And I thought, what would I tell them to do if they came to me in this situation? What would I tell them to do? And, and all of a sudden, in that moment, when I realized so clearly that I would want them to cast off fear and shame and to go out and be themselves and give the world everything they've got, because I knew that the world would catch them, it would love them and welcome them if they were just willing to put it out there. And I knew in that instant that if I wanted them to do that, I had to do that. I had to do it. And you did it. And, and I did it. It went from being fear-based to limitless possibility, literally in a split second. I was like, so that's, that's the power of your mind. That's the power of a mind shift, which is so much a part of the work that I do. Listen, you can control and change anything you want, even if all you change is your mind. Oh, yeah, but let me just back up for a second. In facing that kind of stuff, Heather, it, it, it seems to me like uh, you might have been very uncomfortable. And I've heard you, you speak before and you talk about people being uncomfortable. And what do you mean by that? And why uncomfortable? Well, you know, comfort is great in some situations. It's awesome when you're talking about a couch uh, or, you know, your friends. But it's not so great when you're talking about business or choosing to want bigger things for yourself. Everything you really want is just on the other side of uncomfortable. We have to get a little messy and a little dirty to make our dreams come true. They don't happen from a place of comfort because when we're comfortable, what, how do we, we slouch a little, we sit back, we let some things slide, which is awesome. There are times when we need to do that, but not when it's grow time. When it's grow time, you gotta get a little uncomfortable and a little dirty and do something that feels scary or frightening or hard. Uh, and I had one client on my podcast or one guest on my podcast and I love that he said this. He said, whatever hard thing I decide to do I try to make it just about 5% harder to push myself. It's not undoable. It's not, it's not unbearable, but it's right. Like go a little further than you think you can go 
and just see what happens. That's fantastic. And that's, you know, and then speaking of your, of your podcast, let's, let's talk about that for a second. You have a, you have a podcast series called The Brave Files, and it's, it's about people who are, are, are talking back to fear, and they turn it into fuel. Yeah. You know, for success. So you know, tell us about that. Yeah. Come on, tell us about so it. So I, I love my podcast. I love the Brave Files. It's not a business podcast, although we do often end up talking about where folks have ended up professionally, but it's a personal journeys podcast where I tell the story, interview people who have stepped out of fear and into bravery literally in every possible way. Everything from uh, being blind and climbing mountains. I'm not kidding to um, really heart-wrenching and horrible things like carrying your child's deceased body out of a third floor apartment because the coroner's bag wasn't big enough for her. Like everything in between. We talk about um, empaths. We talk about every, just everything because the whole point is that there are a million ways to choose bravely every day. So my mission is to redefine brave for everyone. And people, I hear this feedback from folks who listen to the show who say, oh, I, I'm so much more brave than I ever thought I was because we somehow have this misconceived notion that brave is just huge. Brave is just quitting your job and starting a business or climbing a mountain or jumping out of a plane or getting a divorce or even coming out, those things are clearly brave. But also for some people, going to the grocery store is brave. For some people, making a phone call is brave. For some yeah. people, really looking at their finances and being honest about that is really, really brave. And, and we face these things all the time. And what I've discovered through my work and through my research and, and my education is that when we recognize how brave we are, we start to do more things that feel brave. Mm -hmm. And when we choose bravely, intentionally, and on purpose, we choose bigger things and we have bigger wins. And then those things are contagious and the people around us start doing the same thing. And it just helps everyone to live a bigger, bolder, braver life. And that's not just for some people. It's for you. It's for everyone you get to live a bigger, bolder, braver life. And it doesn't mean you have to become a daredevil. Yeah. So but it's, it's all in the state of mind too. Yeah. You yeah. think if you think you can do it, you can't, you can. but you just got to be brave enough to go out there and give it a try. You know, when we first met and, and talked about this, we talked about some of the other critical skills and you're familiar with some of those that I write about uh, in your coaching practice, you know, the skills of communications, you mentioned that early, mm -hmm. uh, making things happen, being brave enough to do it, mm -hmm. of uh, getting information that you need to have to uh, solve problems, to actually think clearly. Absolutely. You know, to use technology like we're doing right now. I mean, yes. what are ideas on technology? So they work as a member of teams, manage your time and that sort of stuff. How do these critical skills, as you understand them, uh, you know, fit into your coaching practice and have fit into your experience and so forth? I mean, critical skills are, are really necessary. I actually think our most critical skills are what a lot of corporate folks will call soft skills. Yeah. I laugh at that. That's a misnomer, isn't it? Talked about it, absolutely. Uh, but learning to clearly define what you want and then also be flexible enough to change your mind if you decide that's no longer what you want or the way I thought I was going to get this thing 
isn't working. So I've got to come up with a new approach. Delegating just because you can do it all doesn't mean you should do it all. I can do a lot of things, but my best time usage is either coaching, speaking, writing, or doing things like this with you in this interview, uh, rather than hosting my social media or sending out contracts or, you know, checking my email. I have a team of people that help me with that. And I couldn't possibly have grown to the level I've grown if I did not have a team. And if I did not delegate, because if you are still stuck on the solopreneur mindset, you will not grow. It cannot happen. You'll just stay there. You'll just stay right there because you'll be constantly in the middle of the rat race, constantly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now, Heather, you talk about embracing doubts and fears, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing them not as barriers, but steps along the pathway to bigger and better things. Yeah. Okay. And now that seems like a real challenge. (laughs) Tell me about that. It is a challenge, Charlie, but you know what doesn't work is pretending that we don't have doubts and fears. Fearlessness is for three-year-olds and sociopaths. Fearlessness doesn't exist. And quite frankly, we don't want it to. If you've ever caught yourself saying, oh, I'm fearless or I want to be fearless, that means you have no feeling. It means you're not connected to anything. Our fears are natural human emotions. Sometimes they save our lives, but they always have the ability to inform us. If you sit with what you're afraid of, which I understand just in and of itself is a terrifying thing to do. But if you sit with it and sort of dissect it and go, what is it that I'm really afraid of? It's not usually what is on the surface, right? It's not usually that first thing you think it's something else. When, uh, you know, when I was coming out, I was afraid to come out. What are you afraid of to come out? Well, I'm afraid it's going to be hard to get a divorce. How will I take care of myself? What if people don't love me anymore? You know, all of these you have all of these things. And then you can, and, and this is where having been an entrepreneur for almost 25 years, I like to use the emotional metaphysical work, mindset work with type A proven tactics and systems. We can take all of the things that you're really afraid of and, and I can help you find evidential proof that those things aren't potentially so scary. There's something that's happened in your life that showed you, you will be okay. You can do this. You've done it before. They're not all going to hate you or to, or to test it or to find out. Right. And we use evidence to go, okay, I'm still scared, but it's not as big of a risk as I thought it was. And I can do this. And my favorite, uh, three questions to ask people when they're really afraid of something. The first one is what's the worst thing that could happen. And then they come up with all these terrible things. And then I say, okay, what's the best thing that could happen? And then that's exciting. And they light up, right? Their eyes glow just a little bit and they start to dream and they start to think about it. And then I say, um, is it worth the risk? And it's usually worth the risk if you've broken it down and, and made it that simplistic, but we don't always take the time to look at it that thoroughly. And it's, it's, you've got to take that time so that you can move through it. But I just say, you know, we're, we're going to be scared. So just put it in your pocket and say, okay, fear, let's go. We're going to do this. Uh, you can be my companion today, but you can't be my boss. <laughs> I like it. That I like that. I like that. But you know, what you did and what you're talking about takes immense courage. Hmm. Talk about courage. It does. You know, courage. I always tell clients 
they find me when what's acceptable is no longer acceptable. And that was where I was in my life. It was no longer acceptable to not put my true authentic self out into the world. And I was causing harm by not doing so. I was harming my then spouse because neither of us were happy. I was hiding and lying to my children and my friends and my loved ones, least of all, just myself, right? I wasn't showing up as the best version of myself at work because I didn't like myself, (laughs) right? And so when we don't show up as our own authentic and vulnerable selves, we cause harm. And and we say things, we delude ourselves and say, oh, I can't do, I can't take care of myself. I can't practice self-care. I can't take the time for this because so-and-so needs me or I'm going to disappoint them. Well, the real disappointment is, is when you break so wholly that you cannot be there yeah. for the people in your life. And when we look at it that way, when we realize that being our true selves showing up vulnerably and authentically and caring for ourselves and having compassion for ourselves makes us better for the people we care about. It makes it a whole lot easier to do those things. Yeah. And it makes it better for your business as well. And I, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I really, really like what you say about considering your personal life uh, and your business as best friends. They have to be. Yeah. And who can actually work together to support your dreams. I just, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, I, I, people want to compartmentalize, but it just doesn't work like that. If your personal life is a hot mess and falling apart, it, there's no way you're showing up as the best version of yourself at work. And if work is a hot mess, you're bringing that home. There's no way around it. And so I really believe in a holistic 360 approach to embracing your fear, to choosing bravely, to being honest and authentic and present in every element of your life. And you can tie this straight to corporate or or professional success, because when you do that, you show up more intently and intentionally. You're a better team leader. You're a better team player. You have better customer service. People like you more. Clients stick around. Everybody makes more money. Like all of those things are super reciprocal. And if you don't believe me, which is okay, just try it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because it will prove itself. There's science behind it, right? Like I'm not just making this shit up. There's science behind it. And it's like, I'm certified in positive psychology. I've written two books on gratitude. Gratitude will change your life. Yeah. Talk about a skill. Learning, expressing gratitude at least once a day, listing three to five things you're grateful for and why. Three to five times a day for three weeks will literally change your brain. And you can do an MRI before you start and an MRI when you're done and your brain will show that it is happier, period. You're generating new pathways in the right brain. Yes. So gratitude stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system. And that's the only thing, stimulating your parasympathetic nervous system is the only thing that decreases stress, anxiety, and depression and increases happiness, joy, and overall well-being. Oh, my golly. That's wonderful. Wonderful, Heather. Now, in you know, one of the things that you deal with with your clients, and I'm sure you deal, deal with this all the time, is the, the, the competing forces uh, and the trying to, uh, trying to achieve a delicate, delicate balance between or among the self, the individual, a person's career, and a person's family. Mm. And if they're, they're on the end of a triangle uh, that's balanced in the middle, how do you, how do you uh, 
how do you deal with trade-offs uh, between all of those three things? Yeah, I have an entire workshop on balance and people feel very strongly about that word. So if you don't like the word balance, try the word harmony. They're interchangeable. Let's just know, though, that balance is not the scales of justice. It isn't like you're going to spend equal amount of time on all of these things at all times, and it's just going to be utopia and glorious. It's not like that. It moves. It shifts. And so the real litmus test for whether or not your life is balanced or harmonious is how do you feel at the end of the day, the week, the month, the year? Again, the brave method. This is particularly in the three R's, reassessment, reframing, and resilience. Yep. When you take the time to recognize how you feel at the end of the day, the, the week, the month, the year, you will be informed about what choices you want to make moving forward. That's how you create balance. And so it's all about feeling good for some people. It means they work 90 hours a week. They probably don't have a family. That's fine. Um, and they love it and it works for them. That's great. For some people, it's working three hours a day, three times a week. Like it's going to be different for everyone. Your balance, just like your success, is self-defined. But if you don't pause and sit with it and make sure that your choices are leading to a balanced life, it will fall apart. <laughs> well, that's one of the topics that you talk about in your workshops and that sort of stuff of uh, designing balance in your yep. life. Mm -hmm. And you also talk about some of the other things like the kind of the rules for team success. Yes. So that's yeah, my great that's one of the critical skills. Teamwork is a critical skill. So what are, what are the rules for teams? Yeah. Team success. So when I do that speech, I talk about the brave method. And I will tailor that Brave Method conversation to the crowd that I'm talking to. So if we're talking about a team, how do you implement that both individually and collectively? Uh, when I do a lot of executive work and work with um, companies like that, we talk about uh, what are the boundaries with each other and with yourself? What's okay to do? What's not okay to do? See, communication yeah. <laughs> is the key, right, to everything and I'm telling you, I, lo I love boundaries. Boundaries are your key to guilt-free freedom. If you set them, communicate them, and stick to them, everybody knows what they're dealing with. You can eliminate so much stress and anxiety. You could say, oh, well, I, you know, that I, I know to expect this then or not then, or I don't do this. For example, uh, when I was in events, my clients wanted to do their stuff in the night nighttime and weekends because it was their personal life and it was my professional life. So I had to set boundaries and balance around that to say, I'm available these two evenings, but I'm not available on the weekends unless it's your wedding, because I can't, you know, if yeah. I'm focusing on you, I'm not focusing on my client. You don't want that. Right. So that I would set a boundary that said they could reach out to me whenever they wanted, but I was only going to respond to them during my business hours. And that's literally what my voicemail said. Yeah. If you've reached me after 5 p.m. or on a weekend, I'll get back to you the next business day. So that means they can manage themselves. And I can manage myself and they know what to expect and, and they don't have to feel let down. You can do that in any corporate setting. You can do that with anyone. So we go through that. Uh, I highly recommend team meetings where there is reassessment and reframing. What, what's going well? What do we want to keep doing? Where do we have growth opportunities? What do we want to dig in on? Uh, I also highly encourage people to start any team meeting with gratitude yeah. rather than ending with it. 
Um, what are we grateful for? What are our wins? Let's talk about that. Because if you start on a high and a momentum like that, um, the conversation is just really, really different and giving people the space to show up as their authentic self. So those five key strengths are, are the brave method. Wow. That, 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 that's amazing. And, you know, you, you talked about designing balance, the uh, kind of the rules of team success, and you talked about boundaries and so forth. And there's another thing you, 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 uh, you mentioned in that's kind of leaning to be limitless and silencing the self doubt that people have. Everybody's got these saboteurs in the back of their mind, the, the judge telling yeah. you that you're not good enough. How do you deal with that? <laughs> I call them limiting voices, but I like all of the other names. Um, everybody does have them. And I actually like to apply some evidence to shut them down. My most prevalent limiting voice is that I don't work hard enough. And I and it never ceases to pop up. Ever, ever, ever. Because oh, there's that voice, there's that voice that's whispering in your ear, Heather, you're not working hard enough. Like, oh, Heather, you're so lazy, you don't work hard yeah, enough. You're lazy oh. all the time. Uh, and she's a jerk, and I really don't like her. And my coach would laugh at me because it would come up every every call, every sec. And, and he's like, We have to do, we have to do this again. I'm like, Yeah, we have to do it again. But what I do with my clients is I have them list out their limiting voices, and then I do what's called a turnaround. So the, the polar opposite, whether or not you believe it to be true, the polar opposite of I don't work hard enough is I do work hard enough. And then we do evidence. How do I know I work hard enough? Well, I work hard enough because I have two best-selling books out. I have a full coaching roster. I pay all my bills. I keep my kids in their private school. Uh, we get to go on vacation, like whatever, right? Like you list out all the ways that you know that the opposite of your limiting voice is true. Now that doesn't shut your limiting voice down, but it does train you to quiet it more readily. Uh, and then sometimes I'm like, no, I'm really legitimately not working hard enough. I'm putting all my shit off. I don't wanna do any of this. I have been in that space for the last week. I'll be totally transparent with you. But when you follow the brave method and I go, okay, but why? So I'm definitely not working hard enough this week. What do I need? Why am I, am I not? And, and I realized that, that I really required some sacred rest and some separation. And I needed to do some planning because I wasn't in a space that felt good. And I was the only one that could create shift there. So those limiting voices are when we put things off or when we procrastinate this, if we pay attention, it's teaching us something. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes the very healthiest, most resilient thing you can do is say, I'm going to put this away today and I'm going to forgive myself. I'm not going to work hard today because I need to work on me today and that's going to be okay. So that voice can suck it. I'll be darned. But you know, now you, you are a terrific example of someone who, set, who, who applies the thing. You can do anything you set your mind to do. Heather, you are an example of that. Now, you you mentioned a couple of books, and you also told me you were writing a book. So tell me about your books. Yeah, so I, the, the two books that I have out are gratitude. They're gratitude books and journals collectively. So the first one is called Shift Your Focus, and it's geared towards adults. And It's, it's on Amazon? It is. Okay. Um, and also on bookshop.org if you'd like to support okay. uh, independent bookstores. Um and then the second one is called Grow Grateful, and it's a gratitude journal for kids and families. And so there is there is a book component. It talks about the science behind gratitude, my journey towards gratitude, different ways to practice it. And then it's a guided 180-day journal 
uh, and they're really lovely. I'm really proud of them. And yes, I actually just this week am heading into developmental editing for my next full book that's coming out in the fall. Okay, I, come on, let I, us can give I, us a sneak peek. Can I um can I can I say a bad word on your show? Or should sure, I, why not? Okay. So the book is called Fuck Fearless, Making the Brave Leap. Oh, I like it. I like it. But we have an asterisk for the you, you know. So okay. It'll okay. be cool. Kind of. <laughs> um, and so it is a book about the brave method. It's also a little bit memoir. It's case study based, both from my experience, from my clients, from guests on my podcast. So real life experience, it's a living, breathing book. And it also comes with actionable steps. I call them brave action. So ways that you can then try to implement these things into your life and have the brave method be something that helps you level up personally and professionally. And I'm really, really excited about it. I'm really proud of it and totally terrified. Oh, why? that sounds like you're uncomfortable, which is exactly so where you want to be. But you know what? Here's what I loved. I, my developmental editor, Allie, said last week, she said, how are you doing? And I said, I'm terrified. And her response, and I just, I fell in love with this. She goes, well, terrified originates from the word terrific. So we'll take that as a good sign. <laughs> and I thought, that's it. That's what I needed. I just needed a reframe on it. Like, I can do it scared. And I just loved that response. I'm like, I just, okay, it's terrific. Well, fantastic. Well, <laughs> Heather, we're just about out of time. And I want to thank you so much for being our guest today on It's All About Skills. And uh, how can how can people get in touch with you? You have a, your, your website is vickeryandcompany.com. It's vickery. Go ahead. You, you explain it better than I do. Vickeryandco.com. V-I-C-K-E-R-Y and co.com. And I'm easy to find at Vickery and Co on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'm Heather Vickery on LinkedIn, although I'm not very active on LinkedIn, but I'm there. Uh, and yeah, come hang out. If you're curious, you want to know more, I would, I, I do, you know, coffee dates. I'd love to get to know you. Come hang out with us in the Brave on Purpose Collective. Just search Brave on Purpose in Facebook. Easy peasy. Uh, and I would just love to get to know any, anybody who's cool enough to listen to Charlie Jet should know me because you got it you know we're good well we are we are a team in chicago what the heck you <laughs> we know are. <laughs> we are Heather. i'm so i'm so proud of you for what you've done and you, you you are an example of somebody who can do anything that she sets you can do anything that they set their mind to do that's right okay <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get uh you, you're, you're doing a good job charlie i'm trying i okay. love you <laughs> hey, now, hey, by the way, Heather is an absolutely terrific coach. She's a wonderful motivational speaker for those who want to really get fired up. Uh, so get in touch with, touch with her. And, and as for me, I'm, a, I'm an internationally certified career coach that specializes in career management, skill development, and career crises. And you can get in touch with me through the website, charliejetcoaching.com. So I want to thank you all for listening today. We had a spectacular guest in Heather Vickery. And we'll see you next time as we discuss the critical skills and their application in It's All About Skills. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of All About Skills. To learn more information about the critical skills, be sure to visit itsallaboutskills.com for access to resources like blogs, field studies, published books, and more about how to learn, how to use, and how to teach this important content. That's exclusively available on itsallaboutskills.com. We look forward to having you join us on the next episode so we can continue to help you learn, master, and excel by using critical skills right here on All About Skills.